Hello to everybody tuning in. Most of you are familiar with Celtics life, but if not, here's a quick rundown. We're a Boston Celtics fan site that covers everything Celtics, from the latest trade rumor to that other trade rumor, the Nets pick, and how exactly Danny Ainge got his free Chipotle for life card. No one knows, honestly. Uh, the pod covers all the same topics our site does, but a little more freely and from a weekly point of view. Best part of it all is we're talking about this from a fan's perspective. We'll cover last week's games and major storylines, as well as look into the week ahead. We'll change things up as the show evolves, so let us know what you want to hear if something comes to mind. Um, but there weren't really any games last week, or not too many games. The focus of last week was the All-Star game, or the All-Star spectacle. Um, people seem to be bashing um, the All-Star game a lot more in recent years. Um, some, I, I think I heard this on SportsCenter, um, that some people feel like the All-Star game is... The NBA All-Star Game is turning into what the NFL Pro Bowl is, which is not a good thing by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I'm pretty impartial to it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the lobs and you know the cool dunks and the lack of defense for two quarters. But then after a while, it's just like it doesn't even really seem like these players want to be here. It's like they're they got voted in. We're just going to show up, kind of coast and collect the check at the end of the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's the game is the Pro Bowl is exactly what it what it seems like now, you know. And it's and and like you said, like the, the lobs and all that fun stuff. That's cool for like you know even two two and a half quarters of the game, but like they can't ratchet it up a little bit at the end. I mean, they always used to, you know. If we go back like ten years, I. You know what I think my favorite All-Star game ever was watching was Jordan's last yeah. All-Star game when he was with the Wizards. Yeah. And remember he hit that game-winning shot? Well, it was supposed to be a game-winning shot, but then Jermaine O'Neal followed Kobe yeah, yeah, falling yeah. out of bounds or something like that on the ensuing play. And that's the last time I remember it being like super competitive. And what was that, 2003, 2004? Jeez. Yeah. But I mean, even more recently, the games sometimes have been better. But this one was just like, they just coasted through it. I don't know. It's just, I, it's not... Some of the fun lobs and the dunks and stuff like that are cool, yeah. but like, I don't know. Um, something we were talking about before the pod, while we started recording, um, was the fact that it seems like the, the only thing worth watching um, during All-Star Weekend is the three-point contest. Yeah, it's yeah. the only thing that's like super competitive. I mean, the dunk contest is cool if you got guys that are going at it. Like last year when they had um, um, Aaron oh, Gordon. Uh, what, what's his face? Aaron Gordon and... Um, Okay, they won it um, from Toronto. Um, uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zach Levine. Yeah, idiot. But yeah, and then I and then Gordon gets eliminated in the first round this year, right? And then it was like they they gave somebody nines and eights just to make it interesting yeah. at the end, and he didn't even make a dunk. What do you What did you I think mean, of what the that hell drone, is that? Uh, dunk. <laughs> that was pretty cool. That, I mean, it, you know, I it, it was interesting. Anyway, probably top three lamest things I've ever seen in my life. It, it was such a stretch. Like, oh my God. I yeah, yeah. I remember watching the highlights of the dunk contest because I wasn't able to watch it live. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? Like, why is why is there a drone on the court? Like, it, it was so dumb. But I, I honestly feel like he went through his entire inventory of dunks last year. And this was pretty much... Yeah, this is, yeah, this is what he had the, at the uh, bottom yeah. of the barrel. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree that the dunk contest can be pretty cool sometimes, especially when you have something like last year where it's like you're there like kind of biting your fingernails waiting to see what, what the next dunk is going to be. Um, right. But I do agree that it, the three-point contest is the only thing that has any sort of competitive uh, nature to it. It's the only thing they all go all out for, you know? Even the skills contest is kind of a joke. I mean, they're, you know, it's, they're not doing anything difficult, you know, passing a ball through a hole and running through the cones and then coming back and making a three-pointer. It's not exactly, uh, I mean, they seem, I've never been on an NBA team, but they seem like pretty standard drills to me. Yeah, right. No kidding. How do you think, if if it's at all possible, how do you think we make the All-Star game or All-Star weekend better? Well, particularly the All Star game itself. Because, we'll forget about the three point contest and the dunk contest for I, now. Yeah, because I mean, you can't you can't really make it 
you can't make it for like the finals home court or something like that. Baseball did that for a while and it kind of made the games competitive, but you can't have basketball guys are going to get hurt easier. I mean, you can't, these guys, you know, you can't have that on the line when these guys, you know, someone busts their ankle or so tears an ACL in yeah. an all-star game. That'd be pretty bad, you know, um, at, at least for the pro bowl, which there's nothing really to say about the pro bowl, except the fact that since it's after the season, if a guy gets hurt, banged up, they yeah. have the off season to recover, you know, yeah. whereas this is in the middle of the NBA, you know, towards the stretch of the end of the year. I mean, you, you can't have guys getting hurt. That's why they loaf around like they do. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how you make well, it. Well, I really don't. My idea, <laughs> this sort of just came to mind right now, actually, and it'll never happen. But speaking of rest, we all know that um, the narrative before all-star game usually comes up every year is how tired players are you know, the week leading up to the mm. All-Star game. The games aren't as competitive, uh, lower scoring games, less defense, et cetera, et cetera. So what if the winning conference in the All-Star game got an extra week off if they won the game? Mm. That's I, interesting. I don't know uh, how yeah, you that, would that do that, that schedule-wise. Which is why it would never yeah. happen. But if you give the players right. the incentive of a full week, full seven days of rest, yeah, something something, to, something worth fighting for. Right. Vacation. You can do whatever you yeah. want. You won't be scrutinized. Yeah, yeah. Um, do whatever you want, but you have to win the game. Yeah, because the financial incentives aren't, you know, if we're talking a couple hundred thousand dollars. These are the guys that get paid the most yeah. in the league, at least most of them. You know, yeah. these guys are making $20, 30000000 million. You know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to, you know, worry about getting hurt is not really worth it for them, so. I don't even know what the, I don't know what the financial Maybe, incentive is. I have uh, no idea. Like a car giveaway also might be an incentive. Sort of like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, like might be something sort like of that, like the yeah. MVP of the Super Bowl always gets a truck or whatever. Maybe the, right. every mm-hmm. member of the winning conference gets a car. I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm just throwing these crazy mm-hmm. ideas out there that'll never happen. But I, like I'm yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like what would I want if I, if I was playing this extra right, game right. or right, you know during. Extra rest probably could be beneficial, um, but, yeah, for sure. The most exciting thing, All Star Game, was the Anthony, I mean, um, Demarcus oh, Cousins stuff coming out all all during the game. What a, I mean, that the the watch bomb came out like right as the game was like starting yeah. that they were taking offers for him, and it was like an avalanche. I mean, I, I was barely paying attention to the game. I was refreshing my phone. It Twitter seemed like the a, entire like a panic move. Well, it seemed like a, it like. That definitely did. I mean, and it developed so quickly that, I mean, apparently they had been talking to teams for a couple of days, but it was like they, 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 it was like they, they sent the news out that they were trying to move him because, you know, to get offers in yeah. from whoever to was going to give To me, it sounded him, like know? the Pelicans just called up Sacramento and was like, all right, we'll uh, give you this guy and this guy. And what do you say? Sacramento was like, all right, sounds good. Yeah. It, yeah. So they, so they were taken, they apparently, at the end of the night, Waj said that they took in two offers. The Vladi gave um, the uh, the owner was his Vivek um, two offers that he thought were the best two offers. Apparently, they were enamored with Buddy Heald, and they wanted they've wanted him yeah. forever anyway. So that was the one he wanted. But um, interesting afterwards, when Vladi was talking about the. Um, we had a better deal the two days before, which seemed sounded crazy at the time, and I couldn't understand why he would say that. But apparently, it was Cousins' agents that held up the deal, and because they obviously Demarcus took a big hit here from financially because he could have signed that mega two hundred and ten two hundred twenty million dollar contract, yeah. but only if he stayed in Sacramento, yeah. and he can't do that now that he's been moved because he's not you know you had to be the franchise player on a team for five years or whatever it is in the new CBA, and. Um, so when when Cousins' agents leaked out that he wasn't going to resign with any team, he wasn't going to sign an extension with any team this summer. I think that's when the price hit the floor, like it did. You know, uh, apparently they had a you know better deal from the Pelicans, like on Saturday or or whatever on Friday, whenever they they worked that out. But um, with his agents leaking that stuff and telling started telling teams that he's not going to sign a deal because they didn't want him to leave Sacramento because of that. Forty million, thirty million dollars. It's so it crazy to see somebody. Let's let's put all of the stuff that surrounds him to the side, and we'll speak purely on on talent. It's so crazy to see Demarcus Cousins get traded to New Orleans for 
what basically seems like buddy healed and a and a used deodorant pack. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. That this guy with all of the talent mm-hmm. in the world, one of the best top top two big men in the league, gets mm-hmm. this package in return. Yeah, he's got the talent, and and even now he puts up the numbers to be yeah, like a top yeah, five player in the league, you know. And then here here we're talking about like Luke, we'll get into Paul George and and Butler later when we talk about the Celtics deadline. But those guys, the packages that they wanted for them compared to him, yeah. and he's got more talent than both of them. Yeah. You know, I mean he's he's more of a game changer to me than they are in terms of what he can do on the floor. Now maybe his attitude and you know that yeah. the other stuff obviously factors in, but. That kind of talent. I mean, geez, he's only yeah. what, 26, 25. Um, and and I, I thought he would be a perfect fit on this Celtics team because he can stretch the floor. He's a monster inside. But I guess, uh, you know, the character issues are a factor, a big factor, obviously. Um, and, I mean, it, it's it's not like the Celtics were the only team not in on him. It seemed there was only yeah. a few teams that were interested in him on, uh, on Sunday night. So, um I, I guess, you know, it's hard to commit. I mean, if they were going to sign him to some kind of extension, you're locked in with that guy I think for a long it's time. Important to contrast, I think it's, it's important um, to contrast, you know, um, what the you know, Kings got for DeMarcus versus what the Pacers were asking for Paul George. They, I, right. Some reports were saying That's that they were too. asking for some combination of Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and the Nets pick. Right, they wanted like three, two of the players and the Nets pick at least, you know, like, probably with other first rounders and stuff mixed in there. Yeah, that that's nuts. I mean, they're just trying to do a rebuild in one move there, you know? Like that's, <laughs> I mean, Jalen Brown, he might, you know, he very well could be on that um, Paul George level in a couple of years, you know? I mean, that's, that might be a stretch yeah. to say, but it's a possibility. And plus, whoever comes out of this draft with that pick, even if it ends up being the third or fourth pick, yeah. is going to be a pretty talented player too, you know? Um, so I, I mean, that, that was a, that would have been a hard no for me, you know, I, I can't imagine for, anybody for that, kind of price. that would say yes to that trade. I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. the Celtics would, that, that's, that's a bad trade. I don't care if it's Paul George. Yeah. I don't even know if I would say yes for DeMarcus Cousins for that trade. I mean, you're, you're, you're mortgaging so much for yeah, one yeah, player I mean, and you're losing, I mean, you're losing it's essential pieces. And you're losing all your flexibility too, because you're gonna if you're signing that guy to an extension, you don't really have any other options when it comes to um, extending, yeah. and you know, signing any trade that includes Marcus Smart. You have to be cognizant of the fact that you're kind of giving away the identity of the team. I mean, in Jalen, in yeah, in Jay Crowder I, I and Marcus Mark. Smart, you take you take one or maybe two of those guys off the team and. The Celtics aren't the same mm-hmm. team, I, even with Isaiah Thomas being no, the beast I mean, that he is this year. Yeah, yeah. no, you're a thousand percent right, because yeah. those guys make up for a lot. Isaiah gets a lot of flack for not being a great defender because he's a little guy, but he, those guys make up a lot of difference for that. You know, Having those guys on-ball defenders, I mean, being able to keep their guys in front of them is huge. I mean, and Marcus Smart is just a that guy just makes plays like yeah. just with the seals, just the grit, yeah, the grit, just yes. that grit and grind. You know, it, that's crazy. But we yeah. should actually backtrack a little bit um, and talk about the Toronto game um, that the Celtics lost. Yes, technically yeah. it was after the yeah. deadline, but yes, we. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. So first game, first game back after the break, um, they came out. They looked great the first half. Um, yeah, they were, they like they were about point. to blow them out. Um, yeah, I mean, I was playing cards with some buddies and I was watching the game and, and then like, it's just like suddenly, you know, realizing the lead's dwindling here. And then, and then I kind of got locked in in the fourth quarter and I watched the end like completely. And, um, man, they just, it was like, for whatever reason, Toronto has a good way of bottling up it and not only that, but keeping him from getting the ball to other people too. You know, they were, they were yeah. throwing three guys at him sometimes. Um, Oh man, I forgot what I was about to say. Oh, um, I think it's kind of frustrating to see them lose to Toronto again, um, because yeah. you know obviously they're in the same division, um, and the Celtics go through. We've had this conversation so many times before. I'm, I'm honestly almost kind of tired of talking about it. The, the, these these ebbs and flows that the Celtics go through, where 
they look like world beaters on some nights and then on other nights they look like they're mm-hmm. world beaters but then at the end of the game they kind of fall apart like i said like it looked like they were about to blow yeah. toronto out but then things start to fall apart um and you have you have DeRozan going for 43 points i mean i i to me it doesn't matter if DeRozan scores 43 and the Celtics win i mean one Usually one guy can't beat an entire team, usually. Sometimes it does happen. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just so it's so frustrating to to see them allow Drozen to score 43 and also lose the game. Um, yeah. Right. So I, I, don't, I don't know what it comes down to. Uh, uh, P.J. Tucker had a pretty good impact on the game, pretty big impact on the game. Um, that's somebody that the Celtics were reported to be uh, targeting. But obviously it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serge Ibaka had a positive influence on the game, uh, 15 points, seven rebounds. Um, but it's just like, it's so, uh, what's, what also is frustrating about this, like I just mentioned these two players, is that these were two players that were linked, Serge Ibaka not so much, but P.J. Tucker for sure, that were linked to the Celtics at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And are the, the team that we have the most trouble against, it seems, in the Eastern Conference outside of Cleveland is Toronto. And to see Toronto pick up these two mm-hmm. players is just like oh my yeah. god and then and we stood pat you know i mean i i i'm fine with we didn't make a huge deal that's fine i understand that that they were weren't going to overpay for butler or paul george and like killing the whole identity of the team when you're the second seed of the east doesn't make a ton of sense but like there were so many guys available we have all these this plethora of draft picks first rounders late first rounders you know for the next couple of years we got that memphis pick our own pick next year um Second round, we have the T Wolves second rounder this year. That's gonna, you know, be the t- near the top of the second round, and we couldn't go and get any of these guys. Like that blows my mind. I, I don't understand. I understand we got a full roster, but you know, there's, you know, we could. There's guys that aren't playing at the back end of the roster, and we could have got guys that. No, yeah, for sure. Um, it was pretty frustrating to, and I guess we can kind of transition into this now. Um, it was frustrating to see the Celtics do absolutely nothing, like. We all know that mm-hmm. the, the general consensus is that if if the Celtics were to, were were going to make a trade, this was the best time to do it. They had all these assets, mm-hmm. the net, the you know the Nets pick for the next two years, their own picks. They have all these good players or solid uh, rotation players with really good contracts, um, but they couldn't get anybody. No, like. I don't no. care if they didn't trade for, for Butler. I don't care if they didn't trade for Paul George, um, Nerlens Noel, etc. That's fine. The, the, a lot of these players and even bigger players are going to be available this coming summer, if not next summer. So that, that's fine by me. But to mm-hmm. not do anything at all and see everybody around us make these pretty significant moves for for bags of popcorn, like it's, it's, yep. it's infuriating. I mean, we are like last or maybe second to last now in rebounding in the NBA, you know? And 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 I understand that some of that comes from Steven's system. He wants the guys to get back on defense. So we don't get a ton of offensive rebounds because we're not trying to. You know, he'd rather have the guys set and play defense. But, like, last year we were, like, ranked, like, sixth in the NBA in rebounding, you know? It's, it, yeah, was, we lost Solinger, big, obviously. Big, big hit yeah. there. Sure. And, and – um. And and fine, but at the same time, like to fall to last in the league, I mean, with that bad, and you don't address it, I, I I think that's crazy. You know, it's that's gonna murder us in the playoffs when the game slows down, and you know, we're, yeah, we run up and down the floor now, launching three pointers, and they've had some success doing that. But that you know, playoffs is a totally different. The game slows down. It's you know, I, I just think teams are going to manhandle us if, if they don't add some you know somebody in there, and and they still have the opportunity to do that with a few guys that are. It makes know, me wonder if um, Danny Ainge is kind of just conceding defeat this this season. Like, yeah, it almost seems like he's just gearing up for the 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 off season. You know, like up, oh, we'll, I mean, we'll make our big moves a good in the off season, headed the next. Year. I, I mean, I don't mind the fact that they're planning for the future, right? But. I mean, you can't tell me that we couldn't – like, it sends a message when you add a guy to a team. Like, we, we think you guys have a chance to do this, so we're going to go get you some help where you need it, and rebounding and, and someone in the paint, you know? And when you don't do that, it, 
I don't understand like the the logic behind that. You know, it's like oh, we're just going to stand pat. It, sure, the roster's full, but are we really going to be dead if we cut Demetrius Jackson or Jordan Mickey, they, the guys that we haven't played? You know, I mean, th- maybe they're both promising young players, but what what's the point if they're not going to play anyways? We have all these guys yeah, overseas coming a next huge year. Problem for the Celtics. Yeah, and we've got more draft picks coming in. And what are we going to do with all these no. guys? You can't possibly keep them all. That's why it doesn't make sense that they didn't trade one of them, package one with a second round pick, and go get somebody. You know, yeah, or you first need to start letting a loose um, with some of these some of these assets because sort of like what you said, it, we it's going to be we're going to be in a position soon enough it, this the summer um, where we just had so mm-hmm. much on the table in terms of players, picks, et cetera, et cetera, and obviously you can't mm-hmm. keep them all. Um, so what do you do? You, right. you need to, you need to let loose. You need to cut, cut somebody, trade somebody, whatever. Um, yeah, but I, it, it just, it's crazy to think that, well, what we think is that Danny Ainge is going to try to just tackle all of this, this coming off season. Yeah. Well, one thing, one thing he has in his favor is a lot of these guys yeah. that we have are on expiring deals, right? So we got yeah, Amir, um, James, James Young, Jerebko. I don't know about Jackson if he has a multi-year deal or not, but Tyler Zeller. So that's four that's bodies a lot of money right there. Too. That you got gone, twelve right? with a mirror, five with right. big. Yeah, right. And uh, Zeller, Zeller makes like eight million. I think four guys um, easily. Yeah, exactly. So, so you 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 clear that. That's four roster spots that open up right there. I don't know about Jackson, so I'm not gonna say. So we'll say those four anyways. So then you've, you've got Zizek. By all reports, is coming yeah. over he to the NBA to. next year. Problem, yeah. Um, they're talking about Yabuselli coming, but yeah, playing in the D League next year, um, and keeping Nader in the D League as well. He was so hurt, wasn't he? Um, okay, he was hurt for a little while, but he's back now. I mean, he he probably would have been. He's he was in the All Star game, the D League All Star game the other day. But he was. I mean, he probably would have been up for MVP. He's probably like fifth or fourth in the in the D League now, but he missed a couple of weeks, I think, with. Uh, some One thing I want to just throw in here really so. quickly is I saw this story. I, I didn't click on it, but I saw this headline that some NBA executives think that if Zizek would have been would have declared for the draft this year, that he would have been a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I saw and this that. is this is that. a guy that and we that's... have stashed overseas. Yeah, that's awesome. You know. Oh, also another guy expiring this year, Joe Green too. So maybe they do have plenty of room for these guys, but are those players going to step into the roles that these guys are playing? Like, who's going to be our starting? And the problem with that also is you have five players, well, what seems like five players out the door. You need to replace. Yeah. Did I even say Olenek? Olenek, too. I mean, I I don't know what's going to happen with him, but he's expiring this year, too. Well, I didn't think so earlier this year, but he's been playing pretty damn well. So I, I think if the price is right, they certainly... We'll try. I mean, he's he's been he's been solid, but I mean, is he? A he's a tricky guy because, year? I don't know. like, like you just said earlier in the year, you didn't know if he if he was hurt. Yeah, and granted, he was coming off injury too. So, I mean, but maybe he's it was aggressive, just a start, like he but, should be um, every single night. He's he's right. a legitimate threat to to be a yeah. starter on the team. Mm-hmm. And when he's he's been giving us like sixteen and seven, like the for like the past month off the bench, you know, playing like, you yeah. know, under 20 minutes a game. Yeah. So he, a lot of times, you know, he's doing it. He's doing it right okay. now. So, I, I mean, he, he yeah. Right. Um, um, yeah. So but, uh, let's just get into some of these bigger trades really quickly. Um, Nerlens Noel uh, to Dallas. Uh, that's a pretty big move. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is obviously setting up for the future um, right now. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Taj Gibson. And McDermott to Oklahoma City. I think that's also a good move for the future. I mean, they already have Russell Westbrook locked in. I think it's a. I think it's a great deal for them. They're they're already a playoff team, right? So Gibson yeah. adds them a little toughness inside, and and McDermott is a guy that he spreads the floor a little bit, and he's a young kid. He's got some room to grow too. You know, um, I think he was the tenth or eleventh pick just a couple of years ago in the draft. So, um, and they gave up Cameron Payne, who looked like a promising young kid, but Chicago, you know, is looking for a guy like that. So, I mean, I think that, that yeah, works out for both been sides, I guess. Touch Gibson yeah. on yeah. the Celtics, though. So. You, you match him. Oh, I would have put him alongside Jay Crowder and Marcus yeah. Smart, and I don't know how a team scores against. Yep. 
Yeah, he's, he's a good offensive I, rebounder. I like, I like him when a I'm, lot. From, when I'm remembering, um, mm-hmm. yeah, when they were when they were talking that that big deal for um, Mellow, the, the three team trade with Mellow to uh, what was it? Mellow to the Clippers and Blake Griffin to the Celtics, whatever that craziness that someone yeah. brought up from the ring or Kevin O'Connor, but. I was like, well, can we somehow get Taj Gibson in that deal yeah. too? Like, <laughs> that guy's awesome. I was, I was really hoping that we were going to work out a three-team deal with Philly and Chicago for us to get Taj Gibson. You know, Okafor going to Chicago because apparently they were enamored with him. And then us sending like Terry Rogier and whatever yeah, yeah. or something like that yeah. um, to uh, Philly or Chicago. or Yeah, to Philly. Right. But uh, yeah, it, make, it, it really happen. does make me sad that. Tom Gibson is elsewhere. Um, but I guess whatever. Um, PJ Tucker, like we spoke about him earlier, and Sir Devaco went to Toronto. That's a pretty bad mm-hmm. uh, for the Celtics. And uh, yeah, yeah, like ten rebounds. I mean, in his that's first a sign of things. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, against us, though, that's not, not really saying much. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think you, you would get ten rebounds. I probably could. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a that's a bad move. Um, or. It puts the Celtics in a, in a weird position. It just, yeah. Yeah. It, it toughens them up, you know? That, that him and Ibaka, you know? I mean, it's like these other teams that we've been playing better than recently, aside from maybe Washington, who's been playing just about as good as the Celtics were, you know, if not better, going into the break. Um, but they yeah. these teams all got better, you know? And Washington got better with Bogdanovich. You know? He's a good three-point shooter. Right. And I, we keep hearing, you know, that Avery Bradley coming back is going to be a big boost. And sure it is, but him coming back also is going to take minutes away from the other guys that have been playing good too. So it's not like, you know, it's not an addition in an area of need necessarily as, as much as I like Avery. And like, you know, he's going to be, him coming back takes away minutes from Marcus Smart, takes away minutes from Jalen Brown. So, you know, those guys have been playing really well. So yeah. is it really that um, big of an addition? What do you think had... We'll focus on two teams right now. Who do you think had the better uh, trade deadline, um, New Orleans or Toronto? I, I mean, if we if we yeah. include the Ibaka deal as well, I, I would say Toronto did a great yeah. job of rounding out their team. You know, they've got a tough team. Um, I they they were good before, but fully healthy. With the, they didn't even have Kyle yeah. Lowry on Friday night. You know, um, they, they I think they did really well, and I mean, I, I think the. The Pelicans made out they, they made out good. I mean, they stole Cousins for you know a first round pick and, yeah, and Buddy Heald. You know, I, I was I was never really sold on Buddy Heald. I know everyone wanted him to come to the Celtics last year. I, I like Jamal uh, Murray better than I liked Buddy Heald, but um, uh, I I don't know. I, I just don't I don't I don't. He doesn't seem like a building block that you're going to build your team around. I mean, he's a good player. He probably end up being a solid NBA starter shooter. You know, but. I don't know that he's going to yeah. be some kind of cornerstone player. You know, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the Pelicans, because so far they haven't looked that great with Cousins in the lineup and um, Anthony Davis. I mean, it's kind of going old school yeah. with the two big guys like that. Um, I thought that maybe that would make them a tough matchup for like a Golden State because they'd be so much bigger than them and be able to just grind them out inside if they end up getting that eight seed. But so far, you know, hasn't necessarily looked. As good as it, you the, know, the problem sounds though on paper. is the problem. Though the is, only thing that you um, took Demarcus Cousins out of in Sacramento was a culture of losing. In New mm-hmm. Orleans, it's not like they're they they're this horrible team, you know. Right. I mean, they they no, were a good team exactly. for a long time with Chris Paul there. Yeah. Outside of this, like, culture of just kind of coasting through the season and getting what you get out of it, you're kind of putting DeMarcus Cousins in the same position he was in in Sacramento. The team still kind of sucks this year. I mean, Anthony Davis is great. Like, we all know that he's this immense talent, and he's so young. So, I mean, his best years are still to come. But you took took Mm -hmm. DeMarcus Cousins out of Sacramento and you put him back in Sacramento. In a way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder right. if, you know, all this talk of him being so frustrated there and, you know, this losing culture, if it changes his attitude at all, especially now that he can't sign this yeah. mega extension. So he loses a lot of money in the process. Right. Yeah. So you yeah. take him out of yeah, Sacramento, yeah, that's a losing team, <laughs> and you put him in 
New Orleans. It's also a losing team. And you also take away his ability to make $200 million plus dollars over the course of four or five years. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. You know, if they if they start winning games, maybe next year, uh, they'll, you know, during the offseason, they'll pick up some more pieces, whatever. Um, we'll see. But for right now, I'm thinking the same thing is going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, aside from they, no. they don't really have any playmakers um, besides yeah. Drew Holiday, who's been playing really well. Um, but, like, aside from that, they don't have anybody else. I don't know. You just dump it into the big guys every single I time. I don't does. know how that works. But I mean, you have the problem <laughs> not in this, not in this that Philly has or hat. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Plethora of um, big guys. But, yeah, I, I'm sure you have all noticed that uh, we've been talking about all the moves that everybody else has made. Um, but we haven't really talked about the Celtics because, like you all know, and like we said a few times, the Celtics didn't make any moves. Um, but there are some candidates um, arising that we can uh, pick up after they're brought out. Um, Andrew Bogut is the big name. Um, we got Terrence Jones, uh, Terrence Jones. Sollinger. Uh, and Omri Caspi, yeah, and who just Mike got bought Scott. out yesterday. And Mike Scott, yep. Um, and then there's always the uh, Larry Sanders has been lurking around <sighs> trying to cling on with some team, and he probably will at some point, but I'm not sure I'd be sold on a guy that hasn't played in two years. I think I think most teams are going to take a pass on him and maybe uh, pick him up during the offseason. Yeah, or I was thinking, why not a team that's not really in it or a borderline playoff team, like a team that's not contending, that can offer him some time to play. You know, like, why doesn't one of those NBA, like, bottom feeders pick him up? And, and you know, obviously he probably wants to play for a contender, but if he doesn't get an offer, wouldn't it be better for yeah, him to play on a team where play, like, 20 minutes? Yeah, because yeah, then he could go and he could sign a one-year deal at veterans minimum even, you know, and just play out the season and be like, oh, look, this kid can still play, just, and then sign wherever I, he wants in the offseason. I would be fine yeah. with just giving him a 10-day contract. I don't – I'm not too – uh, keen on um, contract terminology and how what right. you know the inner workings of these mm-hmm. things, but you give him a ten day contract. You see if he's still capable of playing NBA basketball, mm-hmm. and if he and if he does well, you know, sign him for the rest of the season or, or give him another ten day contract, whatever. Um, but throwing a one year deal mm-hmm. at him seems a little a little reckless for a guy that hasn't been in the league for a few years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think somebody's going to do it, I would imagine. And I mean, but they have to do it. If it's a playoff yeah. team, they have to do it before March 1st because, um, you know, to, to but he's worked out for the Celtics. We know he's worked out for Cleveland. I'm sure he's worked out for other teams, but those are the only two that I know offhand. Um, he worked out for Cleveland this week. Um, so, I mean, there's some interest in him, and I get that. But apparently the Celtics weren't blown away with yeah. his workout a few weeks ago anyways. And, I mean, I, I think that's probably – you know, why you haven't heard, we haven't heard anything else about him to Boston because, you know, they probably didn't deem him worthy. I mean, you're probably better off throwing Jordan Mickey in the game than putting a guy that hasn't played in two years, you know, in my eyes. But yeah, he's he's, an interesting one. He's probably the guy that Celtics fans seem to want the most because he, he fixes our, or addresses one of our glaring issues of Mm -hmm. rebounding. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I think he's a perfect fit. yeah, I mean, it, it obviously is injury concerns, but if you're signing a guy, you know, I mean, he was healthy in the playoffs the last two years for Golden State yeah. and played a huge role both times. Um, he last year in the playoffs, he blocked three and a half shots a game for the for the uh, <laughs> for, for the nice. Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. That's yeah, insane. that's crazy. That is insane. So I'll take God roll the dice on the injury. I know everyone was killing me the other day because I wrote about him saying that he's injury prone, and yes, he is, but. That's worth a shot, you know. It doesn't have to play much in the season, but you could really no, turn him up in the, in the postseason. I mean, what do you, you, know? what do you have to lose? Um, yeah, and and so we have we have an interesting situation because obviously, apparently, there's a loophole where he can sign with the Warriors. It's some CBA loophole yeah. that they could sign him if they wanted to. Um, the Cavs could sign him, but only for the veterans minimum. We can offer him a two and a half million exception, so we can outbid them. But maybe he wants a better shot at chasing a title. Who knows, you know? Um, but the Rockets and the Jazz are both under the cap, so they can offer more than we can. So those are the only two other contenders, you know, contending teams, whatever, that are in the, you know, top four of their um, 
conference that. that but he did say that he wanted to play a major role on the team. Yes, and that's yeah, and I think that we could offer him that. I don't, I don't really know Utah. I think I, I offer him they could a, too. a starting um, a starting spot. He, he, yeah. That may very well be. So <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that would be you know, and even if he wasn't starting, I imagine no, he'd be course. playing so twenty I, plus I minutes a game. Think he would fall into a situation so. that is ideal for him. I mean, yeah. the Celtics are contenders. Mm-hmm. I mean, some dominoes have to fall for them to end up in the finals, but right. But there's a good shot that we could make the Eastern Conference Finals if we can figure out a way to rebound the ball and no, yeah, go a sure. long way to helping um, us there. <laughs> so I, I think the prime candidate that the Celtics should target is obviously Andrew Bogut. Um, I, I think he's my, yeah, I, I think he's my see. My personal favorite is Terrence Jones, and for this reason, because he helps. He's he's he can shoot from the outside. He's a very good rebounder. He's a young kid. He's only like 25. And he would be a prime candidate for one of those Danny Ainge below market value multiple year yeah. contracts at the end of the year, where we could probably get him because he hasn't, you know, he he had a kind of a rough year this year in um, New Orleans. He got he asked to be released because he knew he wasn't going to be playing with Demarcus there. So um, and they 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 waived him, but he would like. I just feel like he's a guy that we could lock up long term, maybe, and get yeah, like him a three market value ten million dollar deal or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Where you know how Danny Danny yeah, operates no, well for sure. in that realm. Um, yeah, so I th- those are those are two guys that we should definitely keep our eyes on. And then there's our old no, pal Sollinger. Let's who's not. A, let's who's a, let's <laughs> absolutely not look. This is one thing that I'll say. I appreciate everything that he did. I think that he was scrutinized way too much, the whole weight thing. I, I think it was very overblown. People people gave him they were way too hard on him. Um weight I, I don't oh, I don't agree sure. with ninety nine percent of the things that were said about him. Really tough guy, great rebounder, but the reason I don't want him back on the Celtics is basically kind of to save him from himself. Because what's gonna happen is that mm-hmm. let's say they, they sign him whatever. He's going to come have a good game, his first game back, let's say seven rebounds, eight points, something like that. Then the next game, he's going to do a very sully thing and get two rebounds and one point. And <laughs> everybody's going to pile on him. And you'll mm-hmm. see a downward spiral for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think he's a uh, I don't think he's going to be in a addition. But I, I the the only reason it, it was intriguing, obviously, sure. he shows up the rebounding a little bit, and he knows the system, so he could probably slide back in rather seamlessly. But yeah. I just I, I feel I, don't see I feel him doing that. awful for him and and the injury injury concerns. He only, only yeah. played eleven games this year, and yeah. uh, Toronto. Had seen I, I, I feel awful for him because <laughs> he's such a capable player. Like you yeah. know, he can, you know he can show up. Yeah. He'll be back though next year. He'll sign a deal. He's not going to get paid, that's for sure. But if he signs another one-year deal, hopefully with a team that he can get some run, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy. Because I mean, he's a good. He can be a good NBA player. He just needs to, I don't know, a little more yeah. work ethic, maybe off the court. Too. Um, anybody else? I, I think that covers. I, um, I, I, Mike Scott got released too. I mean, I don't see him being a huge impact. Yeah, Caspi's yeah. interesting because he can shoot, but he's not, not quite the rebounder the other guys are in the presence in the paint. So, um, I, I think yeah, Bogut I think and Jones are the way guys go, were. But, yeah, I think if we're in a position. To... Yeah, even one of them. One of them that's fine. I mean, if we have to release somebody, Jackson, Mickey, I, I really don't care. Although Mickey signed for like another two years after this one, I think that. They're kind of doing the long plan with him, you know. So I don't think he's going anywhere. It'd probably yeah. be Jackson on the way out. Um, <clears throat> I think that's um, everybody. Uh, everybody. Roy Haber uh, went to Denver. Roy Haber, uh, heavily protected second round mm-hmm. pick. Uh, heavily protected. Oh my goodness! I, I, I feel Roy like Haber. it was just a few years ago where we saw him on the Pacers going against Miami, and it was like yeah. this this huge battle. Like he was such a great big man, yeah. and now. Like I said, they're they're trading him for nothing. A heavily protected mm-hmm. second round pick. Like you might as well just trade him for cash considerations. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. I don't I don't know what happened. Crazy. Um, yeah. he's a big guy, but he's a big guy. It, it but... seems like 
yeah, big, big guys that, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, no three point shooting, primarily impulsive so guy. You know, just kind of a big body in the yeah. middle, like the you. You're it's like a dying breed in the NBA. I hate to sound like that guy, but it's 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 exactly what the NBA is mm-hmm. going towards. You need to be a if you're a big guy, you need to be able to go past a three point line and knock down a few threes a game. If you're just a Shaquille O'Neal yeah. post up type, you're you're going to be in and out very quickly. Um, which is kind of sad mm-hmm. to see, but people seem to like it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. And, you know, the game changes. Maybe we'll see a return of the big guys eventually. But it seems like most of the guys coming out of college are smaller, yeah. more athletic, and better shooters. Um, did you so. see the Isaiah Thomas finger guns thing? I, I did. I actually just wrote about that this morning. So the NBA oh, no, is actually they investigating they basically this. let it go. Yeah, I know. But, but they, but they, they have enough. Yeah. So apparently it's, you know, like uh, – um, it has to be deemed menacing or, or whatever, um, yeah. you know, for it to be um, deemed. And what they they did, uh, remember they fined um, Dwayne Wade yeah, for the throat did. slash earlier this year. And then um, last year, Gerald Green got fined for shooting guns off after making a big shot oh in a goodness. preseason game, nonetheless. But and he wasn't even directing them at anybody, and they, they fined him for it, which is bananas, but whatever. Um so it looks like, you know, I mean, he jumped up, pointed at him with his finger like that. It really didn't no. look as sinister as, as no. it should have even been discussed. But, I mean, you know, whatever. Gun violence. No. Um, take it like yeah, like we said, it, it, so. the NBA is going to. And he's got no, no prior record, you know. So we're, we're not dealing no, with somebody that's that had issues the, before. So Playoffs in, last year with, um, what's his name, on the Hawks, the point guard. Uh, Kim oh, um, no, no, not Kim yeah, right. Um, um, but the, the, the big elbow, yeah, no, the shoulder. Um, yeah, outside of, that, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, and that was a nail bone. Isaiah Thomas has been pretty, been pretty, pretty, pretty yeah, yeah. A sterling rap sheet. <laughs> um, did you see or did you hear? I, it's funny because I was watching this um, game and I, I thought I heard something, and I'm like, who was he talking to? And I was like, wait, oh, he must be talking to Paul Pierce because he was he was. T- yeah, Draymond Green oh, and Draymond Pierce, Draymond yeah. Green. <laughs> um, he was like, oh, they, they don't love you like that. You ain't Kobe. Um, you're not going to get a, fel- yeah, yeah. a farewell tour or whatever. And I was like, wait, oh, my God. He's like, he's getting that Paul Pierce right now. He's getting that Paul Pierce right now. Maybe they don't love him like that in L.A., but they no, certainly love sure. him like that in Boston. I mean, that, that, that reaction when he came back a couple weeks ago was yeah, pretty Green. genuine, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah he, he's such he really a gets to me, man. Oh, my God. He's, yeah. Oh, God. And it, how many times are you going to kick somebody in yeah, the Yeah, he balls? did it in that like, game, what too. What is wrong with that guy? <laughs> I know he and, did. And it's funny because mind, he tries to defend dude. it, and he says that it's like a normal it's a normal motion for him or, or whatever, whatever his bogus justification was. He said that it's just like a basketball move or some garbage like that. Nobody believes you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I, I really, really hope that the Pelicans can figure it out with those two big monsters so that he has to guard those two guys in the playoffs in the first round and get he's mugged like, by them. He he strikes me as a Kevin Garnett type that actually, that nobody actually likes. Like, you always hear that, like, right, right. Like nobody yeah, liked playing they against. All, they, Garnett, would always, they would always say, you know, like, you know, Kevin Garnett is, is the type of guy you hate playing against. But if he was on your team, you'd love him. Like that type of guy. Because Draymond Green right. is the type of guy that I don't want him on my team, and I don't want him against him either. <laughs> well, he's a good player. I mean, don't get sure, me wrong. I'd probably I'm, take I'm him not, on the Celtics, you know, but, 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 but yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're right though. It's it's the stuff. I mean, when you're kicking people, your legs flailing around. Yeah. I mean, how many times is that going to happen? You know, that's insane. It, it's so frustrating. I, I feel like what the NBA needs to do is that next time Draymond Green even, you know, kicks his leg up, find him like $100,000 every single time. Yeah, seriously. Because he's obviously crazy. It. Um, and last thing before we get into the upcoming games, uh, the emojis, the emoji war. Uh, <laughs> The eyeballs. No, the eyeballs. Oh, oh, yeah, oh the clock God. and the. And then Isaiah tried to play it off the next day, like he was just 
Well, I was watching yeah, a movie, like, and I, I was just it. not a big... Yeah, right. He totally did that on purpose. He was trolling everybody. The, my, the funniest one was the, <laughs> the meme that uh, they uh, put a picture of uh, Paul George's uh, sneaker logo. <laughs> they turned it sideways. sideways. A little conspiracy theory here. Like, 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 that's what he meant to do. And you know that that is not at all what he meant to do, but people just yeah, ran with that. Really, that was really funny things out there. Yeah, Larry Sanders got in on it. Yeah, got in on it. Yeah. Uh, Andre Drummond sent the googly eyes back, and then he took all his Pistons uh, stuff off of his uh, yeah. um, account, and then they're asking everybody. He's like, "I'm a grown man; I can do whatever yeah. I want to do." I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I wonder. I wonder if they were shopping him, and he found out about it, you know, and then that's why I mean, he got who knows. But clearly, they didn't. They didn't trade him. But yeah, so I mean, nothing will ever top the DeAndre Jordan debacle. DeAndre Jordan. That was oh, crazy. What a mixture yeah. of, the, of the door <laughs> and then the rocket ship mm-hmm. that Paul Pierce, the picture of the rocket ship that Paul Pierce tweeted out. Oh. And the train and the boat. Oh. And oh my God, what a, that was, that was such a funny day. That was, that was pretty funny. Well, no, I don't think Mark Cuban thought it was he very was, funny, but he was so <laughs> mad. He was so mad, but oh, it, it was. One of the more memorable days in the NBA, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it was kind of shifty because by them saying that they were going to commit that money to him, they were out on all the other free agents. So while they're not chasing other guys with that money, and they got screwed because they had to just get whoever was left over. That was was really, really really shady on the other's part. And the the Clippers' part, really. Because they they had as much, obviously, as much to do with this as as the Yeah. I mean, you can't blame them for trying, though. It, that's on him. I mean, but shouldn't there be a? You know? I mean, I, I know we're talking about something that happened a long time ago, but shouldn't there be a certain level of like? Yeah. Shouldn't there be a certain level respect of, amongst organizations? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, hey, you're pursuing this guy, and like he's already like kind of verbally agreed to sign with you. Like, we won't. Yeah, we won't touch that. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Right. Anyway, so we got some games coming up this this week. All Star Break is obviously over. Um. Got Detroit, Atlanta, Cleveland, and Los Angeles, the Lakers. Um, I see the Celtics uh, coming out this week. Uh, let's say three and one. Uh, every time I say three and one, they don't go three and one. I'm going to say two and two. Yeah, they're going to win. They're going to be two and two. Uh, Detroit and Los Angeles and lose back to back against Atlanta and Cleveland. Yeah, for whatever reason, we played Detroit pretty well. Um, even though they rebound, they out rebound us by like twenty every time that we play them. Um, Atlanta's a tough game, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough game. It's funny with the Lakers; are probably the easiest matchup we have all week on Friday. That's how the mighty have fallen. But um, I'm looking forward to that Cleveland game, though, and I'm looking forward to that Atlanta game too because those are both potential oh, yeah, sure. playoff matchups. Um, you know, Atlanta's always a good matchup, especially they bounced us last year, so. I wouldn't mind seeing that playoff series. Um, I think if we get them at some round in the playoffs, we match up better with them than we do with definitely with Toronto and 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 Washington too. I think uh, no, I'd rather play Atlanta. Actually, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take back what I just said. Celtics are gonna go three and one. That lone loss will three be to no oh, Cleveland. I think I'm we're gonna, gonna beat Cleveland. Be Cleveland. I want to. I want to be the optimist. You know, I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. Right, I'm looking forward to the game with with Kevin Love out. You know, yeah, J.R. Smith's still out. If what if um, Avery Bradley's back? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Bradley could be back. That'd be huge. And um, but uh, they might have Cleveland might have Deron Williams by then. Can, too, can we so talk that about that for be. like thirty seconds? I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Like him. I mean, you know, he he hasn't. Yeah, and then and then going out to Cleveland, it's going like, it's no better than him saying I'm going to go to Golden State. I mean, obviously yeah, people are going to disagree with me. Like you know, he can do whatever he wants. He's a little older. He's like way past his prime. Um, but I don't know. I don't like the whole everybody fleeing to Cleveland and Golden State thing. Cleveland more so than Golden State. But I, I don't. I don't like it. Um, but I, I just I wanted to get that in there, but. Anyway, um, yeah, Cleveland might have uh, Deron Williams in the game, um, so we'll see. That 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 might be a that's obviously it'll be a tough matchup, but um, 
We'll see. I, I don't know. The, the Celtics are pretty unpredictable sometimes. Um, so if, if they do what they did against Toronto, obviously Cleveland has the potential to and, and the talent to blow the Celtics out of the water. Um, but we'll see. I'll, I'll say three and one, and we'll, we'll say that they'll lose that Cleveland game. But uh, I'd be, I'd be but, very happy uh, with the against Atlanta. Is a, it's a solid win. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're a good team. You know, they've been playing yeah. so much better since they traded Kyle Korver, yeah, really <laughs> which makes no sense. Um, but yeah, I, I, I say I say three and one. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I'd be happy with a three and one. Week All right, for sure. So I guess we should just keep an eye out on what happens with these buyouts, and hopefully, Andrew Bogut comes to Boston. Yeah, that's what to keep an eye on. I guess those two guys, yeah, Bogut and Terrence Jones, their their agents are weighing teams' interests, offers. Obviously, like you said, Bogut's looking to play. Um, so I I would imagine Jones is too because they're both he's a, they're both going to be free agents at the end of the year. So they're yeah. both looking for their next paycheck. So um, you know, but I, those are those are the additions. I I mean. I I'd be satisfied. We didn't make any moves. We didn't give up anything, and we still got one of those guys. I'd be I'd be thrilled yeah. with that development. We but will definitely we'll see. see. Well, guys, um, you can check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. Uh, we have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store, and you can get tickets to our to the next Celtics game under that heading. Uh, now you can find us on iTunes. Stitcher, Block Talk Radio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, so you don't you don't have any excuses. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to give us that five-star rating. Um, if you don't like something, have a suggestion, always make sure to let us know. We're totally receptive to that. Um, we're trying to bring you what, you know, trying to give you what you guys want to hear. Um, so again, if you have any recommendations, suggestions, want us to talk less, want us to talk more, want us to have dogs barking in the background, want us to have cats meowing, whatever you want, we'll try, we'll try our best to, to give you guys what you want. So, um, can check us out next week and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Should be an interesting week though. See you guys.